100 years ago, Michigan decided politics was not useful to protect the state's forests, water, and wildlife. So a commission was set up to manage our natural resources without much influence from elected officials. That was a key part of a plan that worked. Michigan was an environmental leader in the following decades. We restored large forests, transformed the fisheries in the Great Lakes, and created a massive endowment to protect more land. The Natural Resources Commission turns 100 next month, but much of its power has been chiseled away. Today, we talk with Dave Dempsey about Michigan's conservation legacy and future on Points North. I'm Peter Payette. Dave is the author of a number of books about Great Lakes and Michigan history. He wrote a post this week about the creation of Michigan's DNR and Natural Resources Commission. I reached him at home. Dave, thanks for joining us. Glad to do it. Let's start with 1921. Michigan was a bit of a wreck then, ecologically speaking. Describe what our landscape looked like. Well, in northern Michigan, we still had many millions of acres that were cut over land, basically, land that had been stripped of its timber and slash left behind. Uh, because of the sterile soils in some areas, there was not much else you could do with the land. Um, Downstate, actually statewide, there was a, a depletion of our fisheries to a great extent. There were only the beginnings of a forest system and a state park system. And a lot of these problems that developed over the previous 50 years based on an attitude that our resources were limitless and we didn't have to worry about taking care of them. But 100 years ago, there was a realization that we had to do something as a state, and that's where the Department of Conservation came from. And somehow we decided that a an apolitical commission was the way forward. How did we arrive at that conclusion? At that point, there was a historical memory. It was relatively fresh in people's minds that the previous half century had been dominated by interests that held sway in the legislature, the industrial interests in particular, timber, so forth, and that the only way to rebuild the resource base was to separate the political from the resource management. So the idea was to set up a commission uh, of citizens to make the decisions as it uh, considered the department's role. The governor still had some involvement, obviously, in appointing the commissioners, but after a time, the um, tradition developed that politicians pretty much kept out of the decision-making. Not that they wanted to do that or liked doing that, but they did. But the process is not the same today. No, it's not. Two things have changed. The uh, governor appoints the DNR director as opposed to the commission doing it, which provided a buffer from politics. And the uh, governor also fixed the chair of the commission. For a long time, that was a function that the commission itself fulfilled that also provided some buffer from politics. So in the piece you wrote this week, what really jumped out at me was the statement that the Natural Resources Commission, once upon a time, was the state forum for big debates about conservation and environmental protection in Michigan. And that has basically gone away entirely, uh, as far as I can tell. It has. Back in the 70s and 80s, and even before that, there were meetings of where hundreds of citizens attended and spoke and um, weighed in on the issues. And sometimes... Uh, the decisions were made in front of their eyes. You actually had votes, uh, and commissioners would express their reasoning for their votes. 
nowadays, decisions are, we still have public hearings where staff sit there and listen to people talking for hours sometimes, but the decisions are made behind closed doors pretty much. So that forum aspect has been lost completely. And what role did the commission play in the middle of the last century? Michigan certainly has been a leader in conservation and environmentalism. How did this citizen commission uh, facilitate that? Uh, in two ways. I think it was a place where people could go and the department could actually take the temperature of public sentiment on an issue and provide support uh, directly to the department director or to staff to get things done. And the other way was to take the long view to look at um, decisions in more than a context of the next election and look more at the next generation or two. So, you know, the, the greatest successes we had in managing our resources were during the time that we had a conservation and the Natural Resources Commission because there were um, decisions made that let, let us grow the greatest state forest system and one of the best state park systems in the country. What do you think the way forward is? What changes uh, might be politically possible at this point that could make the commission more robust and effective at um, managing natural resources with a longer-term view? Well, I'm a realist. I don't think we're going to go back to the system we had 100 years ago, but I do think we could do better. I think there needs to be a commission that um, oversees the environmental protection issues, the policy issues, and the permit issues. Ideally, it would be a single commission that would oversee both the DNR and the, the new department called EGLE, but I don't think that's going to happen. At least EGLE needs to have an oversight commission where people can go and express their points of view on proposed department policies and, and uh, see the decisions made, or at least the makings of those decisions. It, I guess the important thing is there needs to be more transparency. There's, there needs to be a process where people can see what's going on, see the machinery, and actually try to influence how it operates. I think some uh, lawmakers would say that's their job to make these rules and to do so in uh, a, a, a transparent way in the legislature. Well, you know how that goes as far as legislative transparency. Um, you know, they're not subject to FOIA, for example, Freedom of Information Act. But the idea is not that the commission would set the rules, but it would be a public forum for over, overseeing how they're implemented. Now, obviously, there would be an opportunity for citizens to come to the commission and say, we think the department ought to be advocating for X and Y in the legislature, but that's, that's a whole different thing. Well, so do you see any action brewing on the horizon that might be a step in the right direction? I see some glimmerings of hope, or at least momentum in the fact that citizens are getting a little bit more organized, and I think it's not, maybe the word is militant, but that's the only one I can think of. We've seen these decisions that Eagle has made on the Nestle bottling permit and uh, water bottling and um, some of the line side permits that I think are awakening people to the fact they need to have more say about some of these controversial decisions and meaningful say, not just going to a public hearing and speaking into a microphone and sitting down. There needs to be more interactive dialogue between the state uh, the state government and the citizens. So uh, over time, there may be a movement for um, more input and a commission, but it's going to take a while. 
you know, theoretically, the governor could set up a commission at any time. I don't think that's going to happen under governors of either party because that would then, um, in their view, reduce their accountability. I think it would actually serve them well in providing a place in which there can be public dialogue and uh, decisions recommended, if not made, that provide political support as opposed to political hindrance. Yeah, you say that we've we've lost our uh, historical memory about these things. I, I also wonder if we've lost a taste for governance that's a little slower and more involved. I mean, a, a commission seems like a less fiery way to resolve disputes, and it seems like to some extent in this day and age we're into the, the fire of public life. Yeah, I think it's a sense of, of a greater problem in our society um, that, you know, both politically there's um, much more of a thirst amongst the elected, elected officials to have direct control, which does not necessarily mean better decision-making. It means they, they have more influence. Um, but, yeah, I think that there need, there's – people have forgotten the value of commissions that would work out issues in, in the public eye so that people would have more confidence in the end result. All right. Well, it was nice to talk to you, Dave. Thanks. Dave Dempsey is the author of Ruin and Recovery, Michigan's Rise as a Conservation Leader. He's also senior advisor at Flow, an advocacy group focused on protecting water. We'll put a link to his post at Flow on our Points North page at iprnews.org. That's Points North for this week. I'm Peter Payette. I get help from Lexi Krupp. Thanks to Blue Dot Sessions for our theme. Next week, we'll hear about efforts to help a furry, inquisitive animal that was once found across the forests of northern Michigan. They have so much personality in such a little package. If they do disappear, it's on us, right? Pine Martins, next week on Points North. Join us Friday during Morning Edition or listen wherever you get podcasts. Until then, stay safe and warm. Thank you.